Hey, this is Jeff Turner from the Orlando Magic, and you're listening to Penny for Your Thoughts, the Orlando Magic UK podcast. Now over to Jarrett, Mikey, and Paul. Kapaya! <laughs> Hey Magic fans and welcome to this week's episode of Penny for Your Thoughts, the Orlando Magic UK podcast. I'm your host Mikey this week. Uh, as always, I'm joined by my friend from the Valley, so I'm joined by tonight the Chuckle Brothers, I'm going to call you two. <laughs> to me, to <laughs> you. Geraint, how you doing mate? Bonjour, comment ça va? Sorry, what? Bof, is, that, is, that, is that Welsh for that. come on England? I said, hello, how are you? Bof, je ne sais pas. That's the reply, Garant. Is it, mate? I don't know. I don't know. That's as much as my French what's, goes. What's, French what's, level here. what's Welsh for we're not very good and we got dumped out of the World Cup? I don't know. That does, that, <laughs> that's not in our language. It's not in our language, mate. G, so, G said uh, to me before we started recording, you brought up that Wales aren't in the World Cup, and I completely forgot about that. And now you reminded me, I had to bring it up to start the all episode. I said, all I said was, "Are you going to mention the World Cup?" And then, and the answer was did. no. But then you brought it up, so yeah. it had to be brought up, didn't it? But there we no, go. No, that's fair enough. But I was well prepared, and if anybody's watching on YouTube, I've got my uh, three favourite jerseys in the background, making up the French flag. For the that, uh, big game that, tomorrow. Is that a T-Mac That's jersey, two, two, a JJ a Reddit jersey, and a bit of toilet roll? And a Gareth Bale Welsh jersey. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, I'm good, thank you, mate. How are you? Good, man. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I know. I know. It's, um, well, I wasn't here. We, we, we didn't do an episode last week. We'll get into that in a minute. Um, and... I think we did an episode the week before and that's like the only one we've done. So we need to sort of get this, we need to get it back on track a little bit. But uh, Gary, how you doing, mate? Always good, Maggie. Um, I, I'm not going to answer in French, but I really knew when I give G that reply that my French ear level would come in handy one day. <laughs> <laughs> it's for spotting the Welsh dragon himself with a bit of that. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, all good, mate. Good and well. Yeah, all good, mate. All good here. Um, so on today's episode, we're going to talk about the return of Mark L. Foltz. Uh, we have an update finally on Jonathan Isaac. We've actually got a few more updates as well um, that we had just before we started recording. And we're also going to discuss that overtime win against the LA Clippers. But before we dive into today's show, I want to bring up something that I think's a pretty important topic and that's our current amount of enthusiasm we've got for the Orlando Magic. Um, we were going to do an episode last week, and I'm not going to. I'm going to be completely honest. I didn't want to. But for the first time in what feels forever, I just couldn't. I don't know. I just just so annoyed with some of the performances over the last few weeks, and I think you guys have been in that in that same boat. So I want to get your opinions on what you think about the first. 24, 25 games of the season and um, where the Magic are. But um, as we record this, the Magic are currently 6-20. and 20. Uh, The win over the Clippers on Wednesday snapped a nine-game losing streak. Um, and yeah, it's it's been a bit of a difficult stretch. Um, 
something I don't think we thought was going to happen. But I want to open it up to you guys and tell me what you think of of the magic through 25, 26 games. G? Go on, Gary, you go first. I'll let Gary go first. Right, okay. Uh, thanks, G. I was just about to wave you on there, you know, and go like, <laughs> but never mind. Um, I would say that, first of all, I don't think I'm a negative person. I think I'm a pretty positive person. So I don't know what you guys think, but that's my self-perception. Um, You're a Sunderland fan, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I am a Sunderland fan. I just don't even realise there, G. I've got my cup as well. Just G, you got set, G, you got to at least say it properly. It's Sunderland, all right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Hey, Mikey, that accent worked wonders for us to get into Gideon's early in Q jump. <laughs> <laughs> it did us good, so don't knock it until you've tried it, you know what I mean? I but, uh, <laughs> um, what I would say is, given the start of the season, given the hype, given the fact that we've got Bancaro, given the fact that we've got some seriously good young talent, when you look at like Franz Wagner, Cole Anthony, Markel Fultz, Bolbol, etc. And then after how the season started with the Boston game and the being in the Amway and feeling the belief and the hype building up to it all, it, it's really, really disappointing. Um, it's I'm, I'm happy from the other night, but it's a bit like a bit of a gut punch where... I'm not when we did our predictions. I'm not expecting us to make the playoffs, but I was kind of expecting us to threaten somewhere around the play-in. So to be sitting here at the start of the season and talking about injuries, talking about problems defensively, talking about in some games a perceived possible lack of effort or enthusiasm, and seeing talk and talking like when you're not even a halfway point of the season where we're discussing are we tanking or are we not. It's just really, really hard to to get yourself up for it, really. You know, because you kind of you want to watch the game, you want to log in, you're giving up late nights or early mornings, and then you're kind of like, well, where is this all going? What is this all for? So it, it's really hard. And to be honest, from our angle, it's around hours and staying up. And when we watch the games, from an American angle, if you're someone who lives in Orlando or Florida, the money you spend on going to that game, I can't knock audience participation or who is or isn't going. So it's it's been a little bit disappointing. Um, and I'm just hoping that the game against the Clippers is the start of maybe something a little bit more positive to end it on a good point. Yeah. No, that's, that's you know, I, I think what you just said there, Guy, is, you know, evident across the board with everybody. We're all a bit frustrated. Uh, there was a bigger expectation. We didn't expect all these injuries that have just piled on to the team and the squad and the preparation. Um, so what you've got now is, you know, you know, how many games, 26, 27, 28 games in, um, and you're almost at the beginning of training camp again because you need to get everybody back. And they're still not all back and they're not likely to be for a couple of games at least. Um, so, I mean, we're going to talk about Mark Fultz in a set, you know, later on um, in the pod. So I won't go too much into that, but it's about having the continuity and the players knowing where they need to be, how to play with one another. We've seen flashes of it. The the LA Clipper game, which again we'll come on to in a little bit, was certainly um, something you know positive to to hang our hat on. Um, but it does feel like you know we might be. Uh, Tanking a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Corporal Jones has arrived. Oh, no. 
Yeah, one of the kids had a, a toy soldier hat, so I thought I'll make that for the podcast. So, um, <laughs> but it did feel like that a couple of games ago. Um, but it's, it's difficult to say. You know what we hear from the organisation is nobody wants to lose, everybody wants to play. But but the way they've been competing in some of those games, especially that Philadelphia game, we've seen to Mikey before we jumped on. They were games we should have won. We had, yeah. for me, we had better players on our roster available. They were missing Embiid, Harden, um, you know, and uh, Maxi. So, so you're thinking, right, you know, you should be taking uh, at least one of these. And we did it in our predictions on the last pod. I said we'd beat Philadelphia twice. I was confident we would. They had Tobias Harris for me, and that's it. And we got beat by a bunch of role players like George, George Niang. You know, come on, let's be honest. Um, they need to do better. So, um, disappointing. But end of the day, the team's young. It's all about continuity, playing together. Um, it might be, for, you know, for the best for next season. But there we go. But I'm always positive, though. It's the magic. magic of, you know, I've watched every single game. Even when I was away last week, I caught up on every single one. Um, so, glass half full. Yeah, valid points. There's definitely some valid points. I mean, for me, and 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 I think you guys know, I've sort of made my feelings known a little bit on Twitter over the last week. Really? I, I think, yeah, if anyone didn't know who those tweets are from, they were mine. Um, but I feel like I've needed a week to recalibrate where I think we our focus should be on the rest of the season. Because I, I said at the start of the year, I genuinely thought we had a really good shot at making a play-in tournament. And in the off-season, we were sold this belief and this message from from the coaching staff that they were going to hold players accountable, that they're going to level up and all this jargon and stuff that they were coming out with. And you look at last year and you're thinking, right, if we can get... I, I'm, I'm fed up using this term, but it's true. If we can get players healthy, and you saw what Franz did in his rookie year, and you saw flashes from Jalen Suggs and Cole Anthony and, and everybody else, and then you add Bancaro to the roster, you get Markel Fultz back. Hopefully you get J.I. back soon as well. And you're thinking, there's, there's, got, there's got to be something there. And to be, what? less than 25 games into the season and it feels like the season's already over and and I don't I, I, I said I think we're tanking and I don't think that's necessarily been the decision from the beginning of the season I think it was that let's just play it out see how it goes um, I, I said the last time I was on the pod that I think they are holding players out longer than you normally would with injuries because they don't want to rush players back and risk re-injury and all that sort of stuff. They want to get players back healthy and keep them healthy. But the problem is by doing so, they're then putting more of an emphasis on the players that are in the rotation. Like Franz, for example. Franz has had a week where he's been a bit of a, he's been a lot quieter. And some of that, I think because the ball's not his hands quite as much. We'll get into that a bit later, but Wendell's been out with a fa- with a plantar fascia injury. Well, to me, that's an overuse injury because he's been carrying the load for too for too many minutes. When Mobamba's been out injured and Mo Wagner was out at the start of the season, I think it, these things are starting to catch up on a few players. But um, 
Yeah. I, I, I genuinely, and me and Gary had this conversation a week, I, I, I genuinely don't think the fact that we are sat here with the worst record in the league, 26 games into the season, this magic management are not going to do anything to jeopardise a top three odds finish at the end of this year. Because... There's there's too many good players in this draft. I know there's the the two Wem Wemby Armour and Scoot Henderson at the top of the draft, but it's a deep draft. But they're going to do everything they can to put themselves in that position because we're already in that position now. Um, that's just the way. I, I just maybe that's just me being a bit negative after the last couple of weeks. But like you guys have already touched on, some of the some of the performances didn't help. Um, like the Raptors, the Sixers, you guys have touched on that. But I don't know. I, I had a good few days where I was like, I'm not checking out of the season, but we all watch games. We all watch games in full. We either stay up late and watch them live or we get up early in the morning. I've been watching all possession highlights and saving myself an hour a day. And I, I, I'll be honest, I did that for the Clippers game as well. So I managed to see it all in full, but I didn't quite, get the same excitement for doing it because I just think it, it doesn't really matter this season and that's really really frustrating to say because that's not what I thought that's not where I thought we should be at this point of the year but there we go I thought it was something worth bringing up I think if we had recorded last week I think I would have um, been on more of a rant than I am now <laughs> but <laughs> Mikey, I've got to be honest, like, I know I gave you a ring on the uh, hands-free when I was driving home from work the other night. We had a good chat and it was actually like almost heartbreaking listening to you on the uh, phone, like how upset you were about it because I was kind of like, this is, like, you two are both really positive and like optimistic Magic fans and I was listening to Mikey and I was like, bloody hell, like, I feel like it's, I want to send him some beers down or something like that. It was getting... <laughs> Getting that bad, you know. And, uh, it's it's, but it is. It's 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 sad though that we're sitting here now, thinking who's the who's who's in the draft in the top six picks. That's not good. It's not good. And um, but I I genuinely think, and if people aren't all there yet <laughs> as fans, I think, and I don't want to tank. I hate tanking, but I think we've got to accept it that we're tanking, and. Whether it's deliberate or it's right at this moment in time, or whether it's just the way it is, it is what it is. But I, I just think, yeah, I've just come to that reality over the last week that that's that's the scenario, that's the situation the Magic are in at the moment. Um, yeah, I'm not. It's it's not dampening the long term thoughts on the team, is it? It's. Because again, we're thinking ahead to next season now, right? When this team's healthy, but I don't want to wait for next season. I want to compete now. Yeah. And look, there's still a lot of games left to play, but <coughs> what are we gaining by going and winning? I don't know another twenty or thirty games from where we are now, when the realistic benefit of not winning games is a really good player in the draft again next year, but. Hmm. there comes but, a point that's got to change on your point there though you know you look at the last two games so forget the week mm -hmm. there was you know with the with the uh, the games against the Raptors the Hawks and the Sixers we yep. played Milwaukee lost the you know good championship contender and the LA Clippers who were highly sought of out west 
and we we run the Bucks close, you know, yeah. albeit missing a couple of players, a couple of plays down the stretch, and then we beat the LA Clippers. So they were missing one or two, but you know we're missing a few. So yeah. it was good to see that competitiveness at home, and that you know the, the home fans. But the first five six games, it looked absolutely electric at the Amway. Uh, and it, you know, he saw a couple of extra empty seats there on uh, this week, but uh, it looked like the atmosphere was bouncing. You know, and the team was competing just because the defense was, you know, up in their grill, forcing turnovers. You see ball, ball, make a couple of dunks, etc., electrifying the crowd. That's what we want, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, look, I, I made this clear on Twitter. Or I thought I did. The, the players aren't tanking, the coaching staff aren't tanking, no. and, and nor should they. They should be going out there to win every game. My frustration has just been, I feel like they've been set up to fail to start this season because they're essentially playing with one hand tied behind their back, or that's certainly what it feels like. Mm. And, with the availability, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, it is what it is. But I, I, in my head, I've just gone, right, it's not about wins this year. Which I know people have said, but I didn't want to believe it because I want to compete. <laughs> yeah. I want I want them to go out and win games, but yeah, I, I think for me it's just taken a week or so just to sort of recalibrate my thoughts on on what this the rest of this season's about. But uh, yeah, right. Moving on to something positive, Magic jerseys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've got my. Uh, Paolo Banqueiro City jersey. Gary's got his hanging up behind him. G's got his Franz Wagner one turned up. Turned up this week. Oh, I've just fallen. I've just destroyed. I've just destroyed where I was sitting. Hold on. That's that's not getting cut out. <laughs> that's the that's French fine. flag falling down, isn't it, Nola? <laughs> that's the Welsh meltdown. G, when you went down there, I really wanted you to shout Sacre Bleu. <laughs> 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 oh man so oh, so if you want to uh, if you want there's no outtakes mate I'm not cutting that out um, yeah, if fine. you if you guys want to help support the podcast um, if you click in the description of the podcast or head to our website orlandomagicuk.com for all of our links you can shop the new Orlando Magic City Edition and the new blue statement jerseys on the NBA EU store um, I know the blue statement jersey is already low on stock, so you have to pre-order it now to get it in the new year, because um, I think it's been very, very well taken this year. Um, now the orange is gone. And uh, yeah, you can shop with Paolo, Franz Wagner, Jalen Suggs, Jonathan Isaac, Cole Anthony and Markel Foltz, the king, as G wrote last week. Uh, you, you, can, you didn't edit you can, that. <laughs> I didn't edit it. That's why I said you said it. Um, and if you add the uh, discount code MAGICUK10 to your order, you'll get 10% off. Uh, and, and it's not just for the EU. Um, we know people live in the United States who have actually ordered from the EU store and it's been cheaper for them to order through the EU, EU store and have it shipped to the United States. So um, if you guys want to do that, you can. Um, we also have uh the youtube channel as well if you if you're watching the podcast that's something else you can do to help support us by subscribing to our youtube channel orlandomagicuk.com right moving on to some magic news or injury updates so we finally seen markel Foltz make his season debut uh 
last week. Um, I'll get your thoughts on on his early impressions a little bit later. Um, it was also announced on Tuesday that Jonathan Isaac has been practicing with the Lakeland Magic of the G League as he ramps up his conditioning ahead of his eventual return, which is good news. So hopefully it's not going to be much longer and we'll see J.I. back. Uh, we've seen Cole Anthony and Mo Wagner return this week and we also see Mo Bamba return after suffering with back spasms for a few games. And then today we got an update from Jamal Mosley who basically said Wendell, Gary, Harris... J.I. has obviously been practising with Lakeland and Tuma have been up and down running around on the court a little bit. So that it sounds fairly positive that it's not going to be too much longer before we get those guys back. Um, I think the main takeaway from what Mosley said today was about Jalen's ankle, which is pretty concerning because he's still feeling a little bit of pain um, and he's not doing any court work. And it's also the ankle that he had... I think it was a, a stress fracture in the off-season. He had to have surgery on it, and it's the same ankle that's still bothering him bothering him at the moment. So, yeah. Anything, you guys, take away from what Mosley said today? Um, not really. I mean, he, he said, you know, he's, he's not a doctor. Um, it is what it is, really, isn't it? We yeah. kind of come to ex- expect that sort of an update. And... Um, you know, we'll find out when we find out. When do you think, um, so. if you if had to put money on it, when do you think Jonathan Isaac's going to come back? Because I think he is going to come back this at some point. I'd is say it going to be before Christmas. the new year? Uh, yeah, I think maybe about Christmas time. Against the Lakers, that'd be good. On the 27th, I think that is. Ga- Gary's looking at it like, mm, might be March. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, March 2029. Um, <laughs> um, no, I, I think you're looking at it sometime in January for me yeah. uh, with, with with regards to what you asked about the uh, injury update as well I think with the mentality Jalen Suggs has got the Magic Medical team given where, where what we think is happening this season have got to keep a really close eye on what they're doing with him in this angle because if they said him you can play I think he would try and play yeah I so agree. We've got to be very careful here. We've got a player who's got a big future, possibly in Orlando. Um, let's be careful with them right now. Yep, absolutely. Uh, so let's quickly recap. Well, we we haven't done a pod for two weeks now, but the last, uh, yeah. So since the last episode, the Magic have gone one in seven. Uh, now sitting with the worst record in the NBA at six and twenty. Uh, they lost at home twice to the Philadelphia 76ers, as G said earlier, without Joel Embiid, James Harden and Tyrese Maxey. Uh, then by the Nets on the road, blown out by the Hawks, lost to the Cavaliers. The Raptors game wasn't very good. And then we had a better performance against Milwaukee, but come up short in that one. Um, and as I mentioned at the start, the Magic fought back from 18 down to beat the LA Clippers in overtime on Wednesday, snapping a nine-game losing streak. Uh, the Magic currently have an offensive rating of 108.8, which is 27th in the league, a defensive rating of 115, which is also 27th in the league, um, and a couple other little numbers. Paolo Banqueros averaging 21.8 points per game, which is best for 26th in the league. Franz Wagner, 19.1. And one other thing, according to Tankathon, 
the Magic have the ninth the toughest remaining schedule, which has dropped a little bit because a couple of weeks ago we had the the first or second toughest schedule mm-hmm. remaining. Um, but yeah, so any general thoughts? We're not going to dive into games specifically, but anything that stood out to you guys? I would say in the how will I put this? If you if you had any questions about the value of Wendell Carter Jr. to the Magic, um, all you have to do is watch those games and see how teams just basically feasted on the inside against us. Um, there was a massive uh, Wendell-sized hole in the team defensively in particular. That's my thought. Yeah, and I mean, you know, starting ball, ball, sometimes, you know, at the centre when we didn't have the players before Mo Wagner got back and Bamboo was out. Um, whilst he didn't play, you know, primary centre, um, like the guy who said, people were feasting on us. Um, it's been very disappointing. The rebounding, especially in those uh, games, uh, you just find teams are just uh, getting all sorts of offensive rebounds, second chance points. Um, so, frustrating. But you know the king is back now, so we'll um, we'll get to that in a second. It's great that Cole's back, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so talking of the king, Marco Foltz, what have you seen from your guy G since his return? Well, obviously, um, it's nice to have a ball handler who's he's had a couple of turnovers. You know, let's not beat about the bush. He's um, Obviously, the pace has picked up a lot. You know, as long as the outlet is to him, um, I'll get onto that in a second. I was going to mention something about ball, ball dribbling because his pocket is getting picked way too much, uh, and he shouldn't be bringing up the ball. It should be given to the guards. That should be their job. So we've had a few turnovers uh, with ball, just um, you know, trying to bring the ball up in the backcourt, and you know that's the job of Mark Elfos, Cole Anthony, you know, RJ Hampton, uh, those guys, and. Um, so the pace is better. He's collapsing the defense. Some of the passes, you know, are exquisite. Um, obviously, you know, things are going to get better. He's just getting up to pace with, you know, his fitness, etc. Having only played what five, six games, um, the shooting will come. We saw flashes the other day. Hit two, uh, two three pointers against the uh, was that the Bucks or the Clippers? I can't remember where. No, it was the, it was the Bucks. Bucks. It was the Bucks, wasn't it? Um, then he, defensive intensity, he's picked up a few steals. Um, I just generally like the flow of the offense because a couple of games before that, before he got back, it just there was no fluidity to it. Mm. Um, I still think we need, uh, you know, a two guard. Um, Franz Wagner needs to be the three, um, a, a two who can actually shoot, spread the floor because when he collapses the defence, you know, when we kick it out, uh, a couple of passes, we need to have those knockdown shooters. Um, but we just need to get, like Mikey said earlier, it, it's this is like uh, Groundhog, Groundhog Day, isn't it? We just need a full fit roster and then we can play the best players at the same time and see what they can actually do. Um, so, uh, I've been impressed with him. Um, and, you know, crunch time against the LA Clippers. Um, I know people might, it might have been better to have Cole on for his shooting, perhaps. I was actually watching that, thinking of Gary. I 
was Gary thinking that Cole should be on the floor instead of Markel? And I was so glad that Markel, <laughs> at least he attempted, you know, he attempted those shots and the regulation. I, I was so wishing for them to go in. They didn't drop, but, you know, um, he does other things. So, no, generally happy with what he's brought. Um, and I think he'll just go from strength to strength. Yeah, I agree. Um, I said to G before we jumped on, uh, if you haven't listened to the latest Orlando Magic pod squad with Dante, George, JT, I think David was on there as well. Uh, Markel Foltz joined them this week and they were picking his brains and, and basically getting his thoughts on what he what he feels like he's played like since his return. And JT brought up a point that when Markel Foltz gets the ball, run. <laughs> Everybody just needs to start learning to run the floor with him because they will get rewarded. And we have seen that in games this week where mm. you get a rebound, you get the ball to Foltz, you push the ball up the floor. And, and you find a corner shooter or find somebody down in the post. Um, that's that's certainly been... And and I think... And again, I'm t- I didn't want to start off the podcast negative. I want to turn it around to positive now. I, I think with faults being out, what, what it's taught us is Paolo and Franz have started to learn how to play together. Now you're adding faults back into that mix. I think we're now starting to see... Everybody else has got to learn how to play with Marco Foltz now, and you're adding that next sort of wheel into the, into the, uh, into the, or the cog, into the wheel, whatever you want to say. Um, yeah, it's it's going to take time, and I think that's got to be the focus for the rest of the season: is how do these guys develop? How do they play together? How does that, how does that look from game to game, from matchup to matchup? Um, there's going to be times, like you said, Fultz was in was in the game in crunch time. Maybe maybe next time that that comes around, maybe Cole's the answer, or maybe maybe actually the answer, which I it's just been something I'd like to see more of is more the ball in Franz's hand again. And I think that <laughs> for me, that's been my biggest takeaway since Fultz has returned. Franz hasn't had the ball in his hands enough, and he's not really got involved offensively enough for me um, but again that's just them learning how to play together for me Gary yeah. you want to add anything totally agree I think with when you're talking about Markel Fultz it's just a matter really of time um, but I, I totally agree with the points when it's saying about pace and they've got to run the floor with him because he will get the team uh, opportunities but I think it's something we talked about before Mikey off air when I get a phone call that Fultz's position in the team really has to fit around uh, Bancaro and, and Wagner just like everybody else so it's going to be interesting to see how that all blends about how much these players need the ball in their hands to be dominant going forward really because I think that's going to dictate their lineups, rhythm and possibly personnel as we go forward When 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 Wendell returns which out of those three, Paolo, Franz and Markel, do you think is going to benefit the most? Um, I think Markel is going to have somebody else to, to aim at, a big body. But I think it might also free up a bit of the load that's going on on the inside because, you know, like, as we've seen without Wendell there, our court from court's taking a bit of a battering sometimes in the paint. So you might see, I think, a little bit of a rise in production. Mm 
just from having known that big body's there that's coming in to back you up, you know. So I think Markell will have something to hit, but I think it's going to possibly free up energy-wise a lot more from uh, Paolo and France. Yeah, I think Bancaro especially. I mean, his numbers have been down a little bit, haven't they, in the last couple of games? And that could be to do with the fact that, you know, Wendell isn't alongside. So there's been a bit more of a responsibility, you know, on defence, on, you know, rotations, um, in the front court, etc. So, um, yeah. Well, whilst we're on that point, so I asked you about faults, G. I'm going to ask Gary about your thoughts on Paolo right now. He's obviously had, like G said, he's had a few struggles since Wendell's been out. He's not been... His free, he's been getting to the free throw line. Knocking him down has been an issue, apart from the Clippers game. Yeah. Um, I, I think, to be honest, what we're seeing is, is first, we've got to remember he's a rookie. Um, secondly, he's been injured. So he's coming back and you're talking about things like rhythm, which I think can reflect in the free throws. Um, David Steele said it. I think it was David Steele said it during the commentary in the Clippers game. If you look at the very slight dip in scoring, that is the free throws. He hits a couple more free throws, which is what he was doing at the start of the season. Yeah. We still average in 22, 7 and 4 on, on 45%. And look at what he did in the Clippers game defensively and particularly in overtime. He was, In overtime, he was that guy that we've been screaming out for and we were excited about when we when we drafted him. Um, I think the Raptors game is going to be interesting that we've got coming up because he, he had a poor performance there. So it's a case of have Toronto figured something out on Bancaro or was it a blip? Hmm. That one game where just everybody played badly, or most people played badly, ball ball did okay, I think. But overall, um, I think we've got to remember he's still a rookie and he's coming in back into a team. He's got to find his rhythm. And as we've said, you take Wendell Carter Jr. out of there, it does add extra pressure on the players because we don't really have that big defensive body. I think Mo Wagner's actually done really well since he's came back in and has made a huge difference there. But when you're talking about the likes of Ball Ball, Mo Bamba, you aren't going to get that. Let's, whilst you brought up Mo's name then, Mo Wagner, yep. what's your thoughts Superb. on Mo's? Do you want to go to take this, G? Well, yeah, um, go on, mate. Go on, and I will. Um, very, very, very impressed with what Mo Wagner has brought. Um, he's that bad guy, that you know, that villain um, that we haven't had since Matt Barnes, have we? You know, it's, it's a nastiness. Can you think you know of anybody th- else? There's, there's. We've actually got two on this team. And he's taken his critics as well. And I know he's not featured a lot. And nor should he when everybody's back. But Kevon Harris is that, that other guy. They both have that same bulldog in mentality, the DNA. don't they? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I mean, you might not have seen um, Dante's interview at the half with uh, in the Clipper game. You know, he was asking him questions and, he's, and he just doesn't care about the numbers. He's just like, just fight, just fight and just, you know, beat your guy on that possession. Didn't care about the score, just fight and win. Um, and that's what you want. He's doing the dirty work. His numbers uh, are reflective. Um, and, and the kid's only 25. So if I was a front office, I'd be looking to extend him. If, if, yeah. if he's ex- um, elig- eligible for an extension, um, he does You know what people don't like doing. He's, he's averaging 11.7 and a half um, rebounds. And his 
other than this three-point field goal percentage, which has taken a big dip this year, he was shooting it a lot better last year. He's doing all the dirty work. He's taking charges. Okay, a couple haven't come off. We've had a few reviews in the last two games. Um, no, exceptional, exceptional. And, you know, fast becoming a fan favourite with Ball Ball. Yeah. Uh, Sorry about you. The, the only thing I was going to add to that, when when Wendell returns, Mo Wagner should be the backup centre. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Uh, everything I agree with everything that's just been said and I think when you look at even if you do look at numbers like 20 and 13 against the Clips 19 and 12 against the Bucks 16 and 9 against the Cavs he's putting the numbers up he is producing but he's that, he's that guy where when you're watching the game you don't like tune into a magic game and go oh why are you watching I'm going to watch more Wagner if you're a neutral for example but if you're a Magic fan and you're watching that, how can you not like, first of all, the energy and the intensity? Because let's be honest, that has been sorely lacking in some of those defeats. Mm -hmm. He brings it every single minute of every single game. And I think as well, he, he's got an explosive play in him. He's got a dunk in him. He's got, you know, like yeah. he'll do that. And you need that because when things aren't going well, you need the crowd to get back into it. And he's got a knack of just making those plays that bring you back to the game, you know, like if or lift the crowd or lift the team. And I, it was he's like the a, Clippers game. He had that yeah, big dunk over Zubach. <laughs> he did, but he, he's got that in him. And we need that. We, we need that type of player. You know, if you've got a, I think it was Brian Clough who said, if, if you've got your team bus and you kind of get there and there's like a bunch of guys on it who don't fancy it, you might as well just take the bus, turn it around and go home. You know, you need, you need more Wagners. You need a more Wagner. It doesn't matter what you do. You need a more Wagner on your team who's just going to absolutely 100% bring it. You need it. through a wall, wouldn't he? Yeah, yep. definitely. And the screens as well. The screening's been a lot better with him on, on the floor. Yeah. Just giving us a lot better, you know, offensive um, shots. He's... He's just got to cut out those moving screens because he gets called for about two of those every single game, doesn't he? But yeah, yeah you can't you can't fault his attitude at all. And he had that big game against the Clippers as well. Um, anything else you guys want to touch on, Bol Bol? Um, I think he's had a bit of a topsy turvy like kick in recently because you look at I would say erratic in the last four games. Um, Clips and Raptors look good. Bucks and Cavs, not so great. Um, people are say on one hand, you can see he's getting a load of love from certain Twitter accounts. And then there's a couple of other people talking about him defensively. And I think we're just going to have to roll with that for now. He's still finding himself. He hasn't played many minutes. Yeah, just give him time to see what happens. That's yeah, it. I mean, how old is he? 23 <laughs> and he's averaging 13 and 7.5. If we just, if he just said at the beginning of the season, Ball Ball is going to average 13 and 7.5 rebounds, shooting 60% and 41% from downtown. Good. You'd, bite, you'd bite your hand off, wouldn't you? Yep. Yeah. You really would. Um, so we've really <coughs> unearthed a gem there. He's, when, when, however you say it, Victor Wembanyama before him, isn't he? So if we get, imagine we get two of them. Yeah, no, G. <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to quite say he's Victor Wambiyama, no. but because no, Victor Wambiyama actually plays defensively. But 
thing is, you want Bow in that help side. That that's that's yeah. been his strength. That help side defense and blocking shots and players sort of turning the corner and then Bow bowls there with his arms. <laughs> like that that's where you want him in that help side defense. If you're looking at him, I I, I don't know. You, you don't so, Mikey, want to rely on, on Bow Bow. Go on. No, on that point, though, I think we sort of touched upon this in the last part. Would yeah. you, when we've got a fully healthy roster now, with J.I., Wendell back, would you start ball ball or would you bring in like the first person off the bench? I, I don't know. I'm not sure. He's kind of that tweener who could just play kind of wherever, isn't he? As long as he's not playing point guard. The thing is, if you look at the front court of Paolo, Franz and Wendell, the one thing we don't have out there is shot blocking, which is what Paul's really good at. So I feel like his skill set complements the other three guys a little bit more. And he's and I know he gets the turnovers, but again, he's only 23 and he hasn't played that many games. You're on about him not bringing the ball up and cutting out the turnovers. I mean, that's going to happen. He's, he's just got to learn to pick his moments and pick his spots, but... He is actually another guy you could put the, hand, the ball in his hands and make a play, um, which, which is where this team's going, isn't it? Like if you look at the players that Weltman and Hammond have been acquiring, that's what they want. They want players that can, that are really good at multiple things, but handling the ball, shooting the ball, getting to the basket, playing good defensively, got good size, good strength can switch all that sort of stuff um and bowl fits that mold as well in fact bowl really fits the mold because he's really that sort of prototype of what we've always thought what and Hammer mo like bamba. and what mo bamba what we expected of well him, more more than mo bamba you think back to what jonathan isaac was doing in the 2019 playoffs and and that stretch at the end of that season like but Bowles just a more efficient offensive player than what J.I. is. Um, mm. But I, I, I don't know. I, I'm not putting a seal on Bowl Bowl because it's, it's just good fun to watch him out there, isn't it, really? Um, but I, in, in terms of who who would you start whilst I ever think about it? Because I'm still not sure. I'm sticking to the same team I had beginning of the season, which is Markel, Jalen, Franz, Paolo. Wendell. It's just a shame, you know, we can't play Franz at the two. He's probably, he, he's getting a lot more capable, you know, ball in his hands. You feel a lot more comfortable. You know, he hit that drive-in uh, bank shot, I think, against the Clippers right at the death uh, with a minute to go. And, you know, you were confident him having the ball in his hands, he was going to deliver. And, you know, he, I felt a lot more confident him taking that shot than I did Markel. Hmm. So, you know, he, he, he's your closer. Him and Bancaro, Bancaro getting to the line, getting fouled. You know, that's something that we greatly improved improved upon by getting him on the on the squad. You know, how many times did he go into the line? It's over ten. Yeah. I included on the magic moments just because you know it's something we haven't had since we had Dwight Howard. So. Yeah. Since T Mac, who can actually knock down free throws because Dwight could do that. Uh, <laughs> I, How are you then? Right now, I would probably stick with Bowl Bowl. I'm not sure it's the best, the best long term plan, but 
uh, again, it depends whether it's working. It's situational as well, isn't it? I, I agree with you, right? I'm not backtracking. I agree with you that if he had a choice of starting Cole or, or Jalen, I would start Jalen if he's healthy. At the start of the season, I said Cole. Sounds like, sounds like a backtrack to me. No, 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 no. Here's the reason. Because at the start of the season, I thought Cole next to Markel and his three-point shooting would be a better balance. But when Jalen's played this year, he's he's taken a leap for me and he's looked a more impactful player than Cole has. So in terms of a starter, I would start Suggs now. That... that now, at the start of the season, if it, based off of what we saw last year, I would start a call at the beginning of the season. But they were hurt, so it didn't matter. <laughs> but <laughs> I I would... And the fact that Jalen's coming back off an ankle injury or still rehabbing one, there's no, there's no need to rush him back into the mix, is there? You can bring him off the bench in 15, 20 minutes and ease him back in. So I, I would start with Bowl. And, and, so it's uh, a Bowl with who? Give us the others. Oh, I, 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 I go, go Markel, Paolo, Franz, Bol and Wendell. That's who I would okay. start. Because that's the other thing. Like, you think there's, there's three guys there, a 6'8", 6'10", in the front court, but they still haven't been able to rebound the ball that well. <laughs> so get somebody else out there with some size that can at least try and gang rebound a little bit more. Would you agree with that, Gaff? Uh Got to be honest, I just see who's fit. It's got to the point. <laughs> it's got to the point where it's like I don't know. I don't know who's going to be fit, who's going to be playing injured. You can make a case for anyone, really. Like I think the front court, when everybody's healthy, picks itself. Mm-hmm. I think that's, and then it's just who's fit and who's in form. And I think we we'll go back to that question as well, which I think we've got to talk about when it comes to ball handling. And who's going to like handle the rock and get the most out of Bancaro and uh, Wagner? Who plays in the backcourt? Because we haven't seen Markel at one hundred percent yet, so we kind of judge him. We've seen what Jalen Suggs can be, but then he's back out. We've seen Cole come in, start the season well, then drop out. There was a case you could have made that you play Cole to close the Clippers game in regulation. You don't know. I, I honestly. It's it's a crazy answer. I honestly don't know. I'm enjoying watching ball ball play from a pure like entertainment standpoint. I'm like, I just, just put him on the court and entertain me for a bit. But <laughs> I honestly don't know because I can't imagine what a fully fit roster looks like. You know, there's the argument about what happens if Jonathan Isaac comes back and looks good. He certainly solves a lot of those defensive problems. Mm. But then what? Do you try and shoehorn Franz into the two spot? we don't know I'll be honest I think the long term answer is we'll see a trade if everybody gets fit I think we'll see a trade that's what I think will happen and it'll answer all of those questions about the backcourt and the rotation there's so many topics to dive into (laughs) there is and you're smiling Mikey now I was watching the face there and I saw that tinge of excitement when I said it because it's another topic we talked about during the week Trades, it is. it is, and what, what this? What? All right, we haven't, <laughs> we haven't asked you about this, and nobody knows what we discussed. Okay. We? Uh, what, what? Here we go. Is there any trades you would do this year, G? And if no, I like is, my what? team. I I like the team as it is. 
Can we trade for some healthy players if we do? <laughs> the, the only one, you know, that's kind of floating is, you know, obviously Terence Ross. And then you've got um, RJ Hampton, who's not getting, for me, minutes when he probably deserves so. When um, Kevon Harris is. Kevon's played very well, but, you know, I don't see how RJ hasn't played well enough to have those minutes. So, potentially... I'll, I'll tell you why I think. I'll tell you why I think, because it's the same reason we talked about Mo Wagner. Those games where we're just lacking energy and that little bit of intensity, Kevon Harris has brought that when he's played. There is that, saying... but RJ is shooting the ball very, very well. But there's a reason... And and I know people, and and it's a very very valid reason. But there's a reason why he keeps being in and out of the rotation. He gets an opportunity, and then and then he doesn't play for five games, and then he gets another opportunity. There's a reason. I, I, what I can't put my finger on it. I, I I don't know. Is he? Yeah. Are they are they trying to keep him healthy to move him? It's a, it's a genuine. It's a genuine thought. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know who's out there that I, I I target at the moment. I just you know run it back with who we've got. Does Mosley not trust healthy. him? Potentially, oh, I like potentially. I like him too. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like him. Um, so no. So what was the trade that you were talking about? Oh no, there's no there's no trade that we come up with. We are just thinking. Oh okay. If, if if something happens this season, I know what I'd like to happen. Go on, then. I'd like it all to blow up in Dallas and Luca to say that he wants out. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to happen, and I would like to add Luca along. I know it would be because they would want the house for him, but we've got parts and we've got picks, and if we could somehow keep a hold of Franz and Paolo, which I know it's not NBA two K. But I would, I would love to see those three on the court together. It would be class. And I'm allowed to say that because I'm, I'm currently sitting on Lakers Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> it's Fantasy Island right now. I, I think I, I think we're a little way off those sorts of trades. Yeah. I, I, I think it's just something. I think. I think if something happens this year, I think one of, as you said, G, one of T. Ross or Gary Harris to a I contender. Could, you could see someone yeah. like Reddish coming in. I could see that. Or, or it would be the Lakers, you know, throwing everything at, <laughs> you know, someone like Vucevic and, and I don't know, somebody mm-hmm. off the Bulls, DeRozan. DeRozan and then, and and then, you know, doing another trade with us or something to get T. Ross just to get more shooting. Something to that effect. We don't say that about uh, DeRozan and Vooch to the Lakers because that's what, why people hate the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> and NBA fans. There's a little bit of salt. Sorry. Oh, wow. yeah. I'm salt here tonight. Well, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I said it. Um, um, right, moving on to the week ahead. Wait. Moving on to the week ahead. Um, so we're we haven't set a date for next week, but we'll probably record on on Friday or Saturday next week. So between now and then, the Magic play five times, roughly four or five times. They've got the Raptors at home and home. 
tonight and Sunday. So when you're listening to this, you're, you should already know the result of the first Raptors game. Uh, they are currently 13 and 12 and they are only three and nine on the road. Okay. Ooh. But the other caveat to this is that in all these back-to-back games against the same teams, we haven't done very well this year. So that might change this weekend, hopefully. Uh, so, yeah, so they play tonight and Sunday. Then on Wednesday, they play the Atlanta Hawks, who are also 13 and 12 and are 5 and 7 on the road. And then next weekend, the Magic play in Boston, back-to-back away games on Friday and Sunday. Uh, the Celtics are 21 and 5, as we record this, the best team in the NBA. And I'm going to hold my hands up, right? I got. I'm not going to make apologies to Celtic fans, no chance. But that was what that was one I got wrong at the start of the season of Boston. They'll get found out, mate. Don't worry about it. No, I'm not sure they're going to. I, I don't they're know. They, they are, they are right in that upper echelon of teams that are going to compete for the finals again this year. They are, and uh, and and clearly the coaching didn't make that much of an issue to them. In fact, they only got better. Um, and the other one I got wrong, which I have heard a lot of people get wrong, was the Pacers as well, who've actually been a bit of a surprise. They have dropped back a little bit lately, but they've been better better than uh, advertised at the start of the season. Uh, the Celtics are 11-2 at home. So they'll be 11-4 and four by the end of next four. weekend. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. there we go. Um, we, we decided... Before we recorded, we're going to drop our weekly predictions for now. It's, so that means it's... I've won then, because I was 1-0 and and you were 0-1. No. With and spoon for you all. Hey. <laughs> we, thing is, since our trip to Orlando, G's hopefully going next month. Yeah. And yeah. keeping your fingers crossed for you, mate. Um, and yeah, we've had a few episodes that we've missed and inconsistencies that the weekly predictions has just got away from us really so uh we're going to drop it for now it might we might be we might start it in january might do it for the month or something i don't know we'll see we'll see we'll get to that um but yeah anything else you guys want to touch on before we uh call it a night no, no. awesome no well, it's been a pleasure uh, thank you as always for listening and watching. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, orlandomagicuk.com, and leave us your comments. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Orlando Magic UK. So from Gary, Geraint, and me, until next time, go magic. <laughs>